This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's see. I was going to do this at the start of the 8 o'clock hour. So, you know, John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, joins us every Tuesday in the 8 o'clock hour of the show. He was with us uh, for all three days of our coverage from the SHOT Show. We had such a great time uh, covering that. Uh, But here's what happens is uh, we end up – John will come in. He's got one topic that he wants to talk about. And we start talking about this. We start talking about that. We start taking phone calls. And then, you know, folks got stuff they want to talk about. Before you know it, we get to the end of the 8 o'clock hour. We're like, John, we we never talked about the one thing you wanted to talk about today. But uh, but anyway, you know, oftentimes we'll just just start yapping. And we don't have a list of things to talk about because this show is not scripted. We Even if we wanted to stick to a script, it just wouldn't work because we take phone calls and everything like that and i'm just not that focused uh, but but today i thought you know what i'm gonna pencil down like three or four things that we can talk about with john jackson with the joker from twitter and then i thought about it i'm like man we're not gonna have time for all that it's gonna go by so fast so let me just tell you some of the things i penciled in that i thought we could talk about in the eight o'clock hour but why not let's just roll into it here in the seven o'clock hour of this of the show first thing was this retreat retreat fall back fall back and that's mitch mcconnell uh so you know mitch mcconnell was uh was trying to push this sham of a so-called border bill i agree with tom and tom and billings who messaged us on the app this isn't a border bill they, they always these politicians they always call things something that they're not uh, but anyway, Mitch McConnell, the DailyWire.com, has a story where he is basically in full retreat. He has uh, called for a retreat on this so-called border bill because uh, thanks to the leadership of Montana Senator Steve Daines and other Senate Republicans who have said they are a no on this bill and the opposition, the steadfast opposition from House Republicans, Speaker Mike Johnson calling it dead on arrival, and more facts that have come out about this bill – McConnell finally realized, like, ah, yeah, this is not flying. So McConnell has now ordered a retreat of the uh, even the squishy moderate Republicans in the United States Senate uh, and basically uh, now will no longer even have their support. So that's that's the big development over the last 24 hours. But again, hats off to Senator Steve Daines for helping to lead the charge on that front by coming out very clearly yesterday morning and saying that he is a a firm no against this bill. Uh, what was another topic I was going to cover? Oh, the uh, uh, Elon Musk and the French Revolution tweet about – you remember the people that, that chopped off the heads of people that, that literally marched people to the guillotine during the French Revolution? They were they called themselves the Committee of Public Safety. They didn't call themselves the Cut Off Their Heads Committee. <laughs> so we already got into that one in the 6 o'clock hour of the show. Um, the other thing that I wanted to kind of uh, yap about was – All of these bombings, all of this retaliation that the Biden administration supposedly launched against Iran and the Iranian-backed militias all throughout the Middle East. I mean, how many missiles were fired over the weekend? And yet look at what a nothing burger story that was. Three American troops were killed in the latest from the Iranian proxies and yet yet a nothing burger of a response from Biden. 
President Kennedy died more than 60 years ago in Dallas. Widespread skepticism still reigns regarding government transparency. There are still 4,700 documents tied to the case which are redacted or partially redacted. The President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act of 1992 passed Congress more than three decades ago. It mandated that all records related to the assassination be reviewed and released by 2017, unless there was, quote, identifiable harm to the military defense, intelligence operations, law enforcement, or conduct of foreign relations, and the harm is of such gravity that it outweighs the public interest in disclosure. Since the original deadline in 2017, the documents have largely been released, but both President Biden and President Trump pushed back on a total release. GOP Arizona Representative Dave Schweikert proposed the Justice for Kennedy Act. It would immediately release all remaining documents in full. Quote, more than enough time has passed for these records to no longer pose national security risks, said Schweikert. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With mostly cloudy skies and some areas of fog early today. Otherwise, looking at some rain and snow showers developing in the Bozeman area, turning to rain showers around the area later today as well. High temperature readings ranging from around 40 in Bozeman to 52 in Billings. For tonight, we're looking at some scattered rain showers mixing with snow in Billings late. Lows in the upper 20s to the lower 30s. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, we got the phone lines open for you right now, 406-294-0970. If you got something you want to talk about uh, or you just want to jump in on the conversation, as you know, when, when we have a sidekick with us uh, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, the time goes by very quickly. So we, we take very quick phone calls in. So if you got something something you want to talk about, now is a great time to call in, 406-294-0970. Uh, here's here's a, a candidate for today's O oh for Pete's Sake moment moment uh, the all for pete's sake moment uh, there here's a candidate i was just scanning through the uh, politico playbook headlines here from politico just posted is anthony blinken too nice to be secretary of state uh no he's too incompetent to be secretary of state for pete's sake do you guys remember when john mccain tore into anthony blinken the the Old Biden regime back when Obama was president uh, put Anthony Blinken up for some job uh, uh, and John McCain ripped into this guy and basically said this guy should be nowhere near the State Department. And Joe Biden decided to make this guy the actual secretary of state. We wonder why the world is on fire right now. Um, anyway, speaking of scanning the political playbook headlines here. Uh, John Barrasso, Wyoming Senator John Barrasso, the number three Republican leader in the Senate, is also now opposing this so-called border bill. He says, I cannot vote for this bill. Americans will turn to the upcoming election to end the border crisis. Uh, Barrasso has also endorsed uh, President Trump for president and is considered the most conservative of the three Johns vying to see to succeed mcconnell uh so uh, and to me the fact that politico wrote this in their coverage this morning is another sign that i think that mitch mcconnell is on his way out uh which i know a lot of folks are are very excited about especially given his initial support for this sham of a border deal 
Uh, all right, let me get to some messages here on our Montana Talks app. Evan and Belt says this, Joe Biden is not just a coward, just like Tester, he is a traitor. Everything they do is anti-American. That's from our friend Evan and Belt. Kelly in Glasgow uh, says this, I'm not much into polls But how can it even be a 37% approval rating for Brandon? Who are these people? Are they polling the illegal immigrants too? I don't know, Kelly. I mean, uh, you know, being in small town Montana, Glasgow, you probably still see them. You probably, you know, you probably, you probably see them on your block right there on Main Street. He's about a half a block away from the movie theater. You got some of the artsy-fartsy folks there on Main Street with you, and they will still support Joe Biden no matter what. They will still support John Tester. It doesn't matter how bad things get. They will refuse to admit the error of their ways. I'm, I'm, I, mean, Kelly, I don't know, Kelly. You tell me because you know who they are. You see them. They walk by your window every morning. <laughs> For probably They might not be up as early as you, but they walk by. And, and they're nice people, right? Uh, I mean, I know them too. They're nice people. But I'll bet if you stopped and said, hey, so what do you guys think? I'm just interested in your take. What do you think? What do you think about 2024? Oh, they, they are part of the 37% that will refuse to admit the error of their ways. I'm, I'm, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. It's like an addiction. And But you'd think we would have hit rock bottom by now. But no, no, no. Joe and John have figured out that that America can fall even further. And they will keep uh, keep pressing on. Uh, Tom in Billings, he doesn't call it a so-called border bill. He calls it the, the Senate Ukraine bill. Some murder of American citizens and crime against Americans is okay. Yeah, that's basically what they're saying with this is, well, we're still going to allow... You know, a lot of of illegal immigrants. We're going to still still allow millions of people to come into this country before we claim that we're going to do something about it. But again, the bigger picture here, of course, and, and I think Tom would agree, is that if Joe Biden isn't following the laws on the books right now, who's to say that he wouldn't follow any new laws that get put on the books? Yesterday morning, I, I put this in perspective. Uh, so Tom, who's a retired uh, uh, Army guy, thanks for your service again, Tom. Tom is is talking about how this is really a Ukraine bill. This bill gives $60 billion to Ukraine. And I mentioned it yesterday. I couldn't re- yesterday I couldn't remember where I'd seen this figure, but I mentioned it on the air. Uh, I've now got it in, right in front of me. It was Bill Malusian, Bill Malusian from Fox News uh, Radio, and he does the, uh, the border coverage for Fox News uh, TV as well. He said this, interesting context. The $60 billion in Ukraine assistance in the Senate deal is larger than the entire budget of the United States Marine Corps requested for FY 2024, which was $53 billion. Ukraine is getting $7 billion more than the entire budget of the United States Marine Corps. I'll tell you what, if that isn't painful, I don't know what is. Well, let me tell you what is painful. If you got pain in your knees, pain in your joints, pain in your hips, pain in your back, and you know, even surgery could be painful, and and you never know what the outcome might be. It's not guaranteed, right? Well, what if you have a natural way to get over that pain where they take the healing agents that are already in your body, they concentrate them down, and then they put them right into those achy joints so you can get over that pain without surgery, without painkillers, and without the downtime that can sometimes be associated with surgery. Uh, I'll tell you what, 
you can get a free consultation right now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in just that. It's something called regenerative medicine, and QC Kinetics is now on the ground in Montana. You can give them a call today for a free consultation to see if this is something that might work for you. QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. That's QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263 for your free consultation. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. One of the top issues debated at CattleCon in Orlando last week dealt with livestock traceability. During the Animal Health Committee meeting, members of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association set policy on that very topic. Ethan Lane, Vice President of Government Affairs with the NCBA, says traceability is not a new item for the organization. Historically, that policy hasn't taken a position on voluntary adoption by the industry or mandatory implementation of that through USDA. The debate this week in the building was really over where we go from here. NCBA state affiliates like the Montana Stock Growers Association support a voluntary national traceability system. Montana Stock Growers President John Grandy says it's important for education on disease traceability to also occur in the country how does a disease outbreak issue if we should have something like foot and mouth how does that differ from what we can trace back just through brand inspections very different things so so we need more education we need to have that conversation but at the, at this point anything very mandatory we're going to be opposed to it during the policy making process that was the consensus producers agreed upon a voluntary national traceability system. Where we landed was pretty close to where we started. It's still a voluntary policy. We believe this should be industry-driven. Look, it's coming. We're seeing this rulemaking. We support the use of those electronic ID tags. We want to educate about why that's important. But we want to make sure they're paid for, and we want to make sure that we're charting that course rather than being subject to a government mandate. I'm Lane Nordblad. <laughs> Taking your calls live, 406-294-0970. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, now i got to have some fun with uh, with our friend Tim and Savage, our Mondakistan Bureau Chief. Aren't you a school superintendent? Uh, hey, uh, i got to say to our friend... Uh, our friend out in Frenchtown, Montana this morning, the, the UMJ school just got a big win, a big win for the UMJ school. So I said, man, here was, jo-, I think this was in the six o'clock hour of the show. I was like, man, here was Joe Biden. Yeah, I just recently met with, with Mitterrand at Germany. Uh, and then he's like, oh, I mean, France just met with him after I got elected. <laughs> Mitterrand died in 1996. And so I, you know, hey, I, I said, look, guys, I, I went to the University of Montana School of Journalism. So if my math is a little wrong, if I was good at math, I would have gone to engineering in, in Bozeman. Uh, I said, if my math is wrong. But, man, that's crazy. That was like 30 years ago. That was almost 30 years ago. And uh, Tim and, and Savage says, uh, hey, Aaron, that was closer to 20 years ago. <laughs> that he made a joke about the J school. Uh uh, 28 is closer to 30. Anyway, so we were joking around back and forth. He says, I always round down when it comes to decades. And in and, and 1996, in my defense, uh, Tim and Savage tells us, feels like it was yesterday. Isn't that crazy? 1996. I can't believe the 90s were 30 years ago. Absolutely insane. 
Uh, hey, by the way, uh, by the way, let's see here. Uh, Got to say hello to Eamon. Uh, Eamon out uh, in Frenchtown, Montana, uh, riding in the car with, I think, riding in the car, probably riding to school right now with a fellow J school grad. So, uh, Eamon, hey, thanks for... Uh, I, uh, I I hope you enjoy the show. I, I, I hope it's not one of those, oh, Mom, do we got to listen to this guy again on the way to school? Uh, <laughs> I know that's what my kids would be saying if they were in the car right now. All right, 406-294-0970, the number for you. I was going to play this soundbite from Stephen Miller, uh, President Trump's uh, you know border czar. That's what I'm going to call him. That uh, he was breaking down this sham of a so-called border uh, bill uh, in the Senate, um, but I'll get to that here a little bit later. We got a caller on the phone line, so let's jump right into your phone calls. We've got State Senator Brad Molnar on the line. Senator Molnar, great to hear from you. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, what I wanted to uh, talk about is the uh, issue of the Colstad family up on the high line. Uh, and the uh, which are embattled against the state uh, because they don't want their daughter to be transitioned into a boy. Yeah. And a judge up there has put a gag order that they catch this. They may not criticize the Department of uh, Health and Human Services and their decision to remove the child for this purpose. And uh, I am frankly aghast, not necessarily shocked, but aghast, that uh, the governor, lieutenant governor, the head of, uh, of uh, DPHHS, uh, Charlie Barrington, are remaining silent on this. A gag order to say you cannot criticize government is more than enough to uh, uh, stand up against this uh, radical judge. And for the governor to say that the lieutenant governor looked at it, the laws and the rules are being followed, I don't care. The rules should not allow a youth to be removed, to be transitioned at taxpayer expense with no public discussion allowed. This is horrific. Yeah, the fact that the judge has issued this gag order, uh, I, I'd have to ask some of our lawyer friends, is this is this that common or why does it seem to be more common now where they want to put a gag order? Because people need to be allowed to speak publicly. Uh, it, 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 I mean – there's you know, we're talking about our justice system here and and if how do we know if people are getting justice from the justice system or not if they're not even allowed to talk about their case publicly with folks so if a family could be getting i'm not saying they are or aren't uh, because i haven't seen all the documents in this case but how do we know if a family is is being treated justly or not if if you've got a judge trying to silence them i think that's that's a major concern here as far as the big picture, uh, it, it sounds like this case boils down to the the reason the daughter, it, it sounds like, was removed from the parents' custody and into this psychiatric treatment program was because was because of of concern over suicidal ideation and, and suicidal threats coming from the daughter. Um, so 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 some some of the narrative that folks are putting out there well well this this daughter was removed specifically so that she could be transitioned into a boy i i haven't seen anything that that backs that up at this point but but the the significant question that i think you help raise is okay but even if they've removed this child from the home and put this child into a a psychiatric facility well, well, okay, what right does the state or whatever treatment program they put them in, 
now have to now start this harmful social transitioning of this child and, and you know, putting chest binders on the child and treating the boy or the girl as a boy and, and, and things like that. And so uh, anyway, uh, Senator Molnar, stand by. I want to come back to you on this. Yeah, I uh, greatly appreciate your insight and your thoughts on this, uh, especially uh, from a member of the legislature. Stand by. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. There's more rain coming down in Southern California this morning and more flash flooding in the forecast. There are homes damaged by mudslides, including Mike Chambers in Los Angeles. Got some clothes on, went outside and uh, quickly discovered that uh, there was quite a bit of damage. Nearly a foot of rain in some spots has fallen since Sunday. I love you, Red Solo Cup. Country star Toby Keith died. In 2022, Keith revealed he'd been undergoing treatment for stomach cancer since the previous fall, had undergone surgery, and was receiving chemotherapy and radiation. A post on social media says he passed away peacefully Monday night, surrounded by his family. He survived by his wife and three children. Toby Keith was 62. Fox says Lillian Wu. Toby Keith was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2015. America's listening to Fox News. All right, let's jump right back to Senator Brad Molnar. Uh, yeah, Senator Molnar, yeah, that it seems to me that that it's it was the concern over suicide and suicidal threats was and and the the difference of opinion there. There may be more to the story. Uh, that's what it seems like. You know, the governor's office is saying, and I and I know that they're that they're frustrated and that that they can't speak more freely about this case because it is it deals with a child custody case, et cetera. But but still, I think there's there's some concerning things here. When okay, even if even if they were just, I'm not saying they were, but even if if CPS was was justified in removing this child from the home. What justifies the social transitioning that then occurred in these treatment facilities? Well, it, uh, to me, it, it goes, <laughs> me, it goes uh, quite a bit beyond that. When I was in the House, I spent uh, all four sessions on human services. I'm in human services again. Uh, 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 Senator uh, Dennis Lynch uh, was the vice chair of that. He is uh, the warrior uh, that stands up for parents, parents' rights, stands up against the department. I'll bet he had 30 bills trying to bring some sanity to the uh, Department of Health and Human Services in their relationships and attacks on, literally attacks on parental rights uh, and the problems uh, that they're bringing forward. This is just another one. Look at the, quote, rule change that uh, Charlie Barrington brought from DPPHS that they cannot remove a child strictly for the purposes of uh, uh, transitioning them, there has to be something else. Well, talk to any parent that has a kid that's uh, acting out, and a lot of teenage kids act out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if you don't let me go to the prom with my boyfriend, uh, I'm, I'm going to kill myself. Uh, I'm going to uh, turn you in for uh, child abuse. I'm going to run away. I'm, you know, A week later, it's gone. This is common. You don't remove to take them away from the parents based on an outburst, and then transition them, you don't transition them at all against the will of the parents. The parents decide medical treatment. And that was a point, that no was a point David Noble problem. made last Thursday. Is he's like, based off what we're hearing publicly, uh, I mean, and that's why it's like there, there better be more to this story that we aren't hearing because based off of everything we've heard publicly, like, okay, so they had a difference in, in opinion on medical treatment 
for their child that these parents had been dealing with for a, a long time, where she had made a lot of claims, a lot of false claims. According to them, uh, again, I don't know the you know the, the truth here, but according to the parents, look, they've been dealing with it, with these claims forever. This was nothing new. But the state decided, or that you know the the local hospital uh, and and then uh, the CPS decided, well, hey, we're going to uh, remove her and put her into this program. Uh, based off what we've heard publicly, at least guys like David Noble and, and Senator Molnar in now are, are telling us they do not think that this warranted removal. I, I do. The, Senator Molnar, if you can, stick around um, uh, after this break here. I'll come back to you since we got the time here in the 7 o'clock hour. Let's keep it rolling because I do think we, we need to see big-time reform of DPHA. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Uh, great surprise phone call here from State Senator Brad Molnar. And I'm, I'm glad he called in here in the 7 o'clock hour of the show because if he called in in the 8 o'clock hour when we got, you know, the Joker in here and taking a bunch of phone calls, uh, you know, it, it would be much faster. But this is a topic it's it's good to, to dive into a little bit deeper here uh, this morning. So, uh, and, and we'll talk southern border and Everything else, uh, and oh, and, and Toby Keith, if, if you guys missed the six o'clock hour of the show this morning, how many of you were at the Toby Keith concert at the Metra in Billings back in May of 2021? I was there. It was incredible. I talked about it in the six o'clock uh, opener for the show this morning. I also shared a write up I did back in May of 2021 on our Montana Talks website and, and just getting some great feedback from folks on Facebook and Twitter and elsewhere. Um, but if you were at that concert, I'd love to hear from you to get you, get your thoughts on it. Um, I mean, think about it. what an honor, what an opportunity to get a chance to see Toby Keith one last time. And man, we didn't we didn't even know uh, what would happen in in three uh, three short years. Uh, and uh, and man, we're so so lucky that we got a chance to see Toby Keith. Uh, perform live here in montana and remember that was 2021 when the lockdowners were still trying to shut things like that down uh but yeah let's go back to uh, state senator brad molnar out of laurel so senator molnar i know you know phil drake has done some good coverage on you know uh child and family services the montana department of uh, uh, public health and human services even going back into the prior administration under Democrat Governor Steve Bullock, he he um, he did stories about the grandparents groups and there was a grandparents group in Great Falls. And, and the bottom line is the story was that, hey, Montana has some of the worst child removal numbers in our region, you know, in this Rocky Mountain region, Idaho, Dakotas, Wyoming, et cetera. And, and if I remember right, some of the reporting was, well, part of the reason why we have some of the highest numbers is because because of our reservation communities in particular and the challenge with with methamphetamines and now fentanyl and and and, and, and those types of challenges. That's a big part of this. But but one of the one of the concerns and I've heard from law, some folks in law enforcement like John Jackson, who, who joins us in the next hour of the show, they said they've seen situations where CPS uh, uh, isn't able to be aggressive enough in removing kids from a dangerous home or from a dangerous situation. And they wish they had uh, more authority. But I've also heard, you know, um, from from lawmakers and from this grandparents group where they say, hey, even if you're going to remove a kid from a, from their parents, 
Why not place them with the grandparents? So either way, bottom line, it seems like we need to see some some major reform of our DPHHS here in Montana. Well, uh, we do, and it's ongoing. Like I said, uh, Senator Lynn's had so many bills on uh, child removal, etc., cetera, uh, trying to curb overreach from uh, the department. Uh, that actually members of the committee were saying, look, we don't have all day to do nothing but this. You know, try putting your bills together, consolidate them. You know, every hearing you've got these parents lined up, you know, they're on the video, uh, and they're all saying the same thing. Can you please just make your, you know, make it more of an omnibus bill and not just single issue? There's that much. When I was in the House, I served on the uh, uh, Mental Health Commission, Juvenile Justice and Mental Health Commission, we traveled the state and talked to parents whose kids were in the system. Invariably, they all talked about how DPHHS had stepped into their families, made it far worse. Their kids were now incorrigible, and uh, they were accused of, never prosecuted, accused of child abuse, and that's how they took the kids. Well, child abuse doesn't have to be proven it has to be substantiated. So the neighbor says, I saw the kids being beat up by the parent. And uh, so they go and they talk to another neighbor. And they say, well, yeah, he's thanking right over there. I don't know what that was about. Substantiated. The kid is gone. No proof. You don't even need bruises. You just need substantiation. So it's an extremely loose program for the purpose of allowing maximum intervention when necessary, and it's been taken over for decades by zealots like the judge up there. These kids should be able to transition, and you're not allowed to talk about it. Yeah, and I wonder who the judge is there. I wonder, is it that judge out of Blaine County that covers that area? That's the judge that was appointed by. I believe so. Yeah, if that's the judge, uh, that's the judge that was appointed to the bench by former Democrat Governor Steve Bullock. One one point that you said, I I don't want to breeze past it because it was an important point that you made. I made a similar point. I did an interview with Lars Larson. A uh, great radio host uh, for the Pacific Northwest. Uh, he's you know nationally syndicated, but you know because Lars Larson was was jumping on this story as well and saying, "What the heck? Why is this happening in Montana?" And the one thing I I, I would say that I I would kind of back up what what you said there is okay. Let's let's take the reason for removal off the table for just a moment, uh, because there may be more to the story. We we don't know. Right? I don't know, at least anyway. I haven't seen all the court documents. Uh, the lieutenant governor says that she has. And uh, but 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 either way. OK, so a kid gets put into a state treatment, a state uh, authorized treatment facility for psychiatric care. And you're now socially transitioning this kid against the parents wishes. Um, and. Okay, we had Senate Bill 99, which would prevent any of these dangerous surgeries and other medical transition uh, uh, things from happening. But but you can argue that social transitioning is dangerous, that putting chest binders on a little girl has complications and is dangerous. So why is that happening? And, and oh, but the point that you made was in this because the state DPHHS put out a an updated statement. They said, hey, look, um, a different parents beliefs in you know if a parent has a difference in belief with their kid about about gender identity uh, or if there is a dispute over gender dysphoria they said that has never been nor is currently 
used as justification for for child removal. But there was one line in there where they said, "Stand standing alone, that is not a basis for child removal." And I would argue that that statement should be that part of that statement should be struck down. It never should be used as a basis for for removal, even if in part combined with other things. Uh, a difference over gender dysphoria should not be ever be included in a list of reasons for child removal, in my opinion. Well, it, it, it shouldn't. And if you take a look at uh, youth in need of care and all the things that go around uh, 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 and uh, the child uh, 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 the child dysphoria, I mean, you got kids out there that are just plain bizarre a little bit, and a lot of teenagers are. That doesn't mean the state has to step in. But when you look at youth in need of care, what is a youth in need of care? You take a look at that list that's in rules, and they can remove your kid for anything, anything. Uh, uh, they just simply uh, uh, point to it, and you're gone. And that's what Lieutenant Governor Juris did. She said, well, this is within the law, and I don't find it in the law. And she says, and it matches the rules. But we well, but we also don't have more background on this on the on the family's case and and I you know and I haven't seen anything that that says that that there's anything bad in their background but but we we don't have the full slate of court documents and I wonder if uh, if you know if the if the family or if the judge would release you know hey and yeah black out the the daughter's name whatever to protect her privacy but hey release a bunch of the old court documents because apparently there's something that we're not seeing senator molnar great to hear from you i appreciate you calling in and uh yeah great to have a little bit more time with you here this morning i do want to um before we get to our next break i want to sneak in a caller we got a, a caller who wants to jump in on this conversation I, actually senator molnar stand by if you can because maybe you might want to react to what owen in billings has to say owen thanks for calling Calling in, what's your thoughts? Good morning, Aaron. How are you doing? Hey, doing great. Hey, um, if you remember, me and you had this conversation about four years ago. I was a foster parent here in Billings. That's right. Um, my wife and I was, and we had a young man in our, a young boy in our home, and the situation was pretty dire. His family um, was pretty busted and wasn't following any of the rules. Um, actually ran off to Las Vegas to be with a pedophile. And um, what I found out later is, is the state of Montana ran down to Las Vegas to get the parent, bring the parent back, beg the parent to come back um, so they could put the child back in her home with no, not doing any of the requirements that she was required to do. And they basically jerked that young man out of my house and put her back in the care of that mother. And I guess that kid now is dead, from what I was told. Oh, I remember that and phone call. Not even here in the state. Yeah, I remember that, man. If you can confirm that, um, that that's a story that needs to be told. But but I, no, I remember that phone call. So here you are, you you are doing uh, the Lord's work, literally, providing a safe home for a foster child, and. That foster child was removed from your home to be put back into the parents' home into a dangerous situation, according to you. And that, and again, that tracks with. Uh, oh, and if you can't stand by, got to hit a hard break here. But that tracks with what some of our law enforcement friends are saying, which is in some cases they're not allowed to be aggressive enough in in protecting kids. 
MC Light here, and this time I'm using my voice to tell you about something I just started using. New Shea Moisture Deodorants, created for rich melanin skin. Shea Moisture Antiperspirant Deodorants even skin tone and protect against sweat and odor for 48 hours. Shea Moisture Whole Body Deodorants freshen all over all day with plant-based ingredients. No aluminum. Black dermatologists and gynecologists approved. I'm just saying, living in my rich melanin and protecting it too. Fox News commentary. Hold on to your pacifiers. There is a diaper spa for adults in New Hampshire, and it's as weird as it sounds. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Stay on top of the latest forecast with America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Here's the latest from America's Weather Center. It's Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Five inches of rain by tomorrow. Temperatures being 30 degrees above average. With the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com. I understand the temptation to never grow up, but when I heard about a diaper spa for adults in Atkinson, New Hampshire, well, that takes it up a notch. This so-called age-play-friendly adult diaper spa is even more bizarre than it sounds. The spa caters to adults who want to indulge the child within through snacks, playtime, cuddle time, sing-alongs, and even, yes, changing time. There are several packages to choose from, but the full adult baby diaper lover package runs $300 an hour, virtual playdates cost $200 an hour, and for a whopping $15 you can spend all day at the diaper spa to fully pamper the baby within you. Now, some residents are concerned that this unique establishment is a little too close to a children's park for actual children. You know, I get that people have weird fetishes and fantasies, but this is just plain unsettling. Make the USA normal again. I'm Tommy Laren. Montana Senator Steve Daines coming out clearly against this sham of a so-called border deal, saying he cannot support a bill that does not secure the border, provides taxpayer-funded lawyers to illegals, and gives billions to radical open borders groups. He is a no. Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. We had that big news and much more on Monday's Montana Talks. What's coming up Tuesday? Well, why don't you tell us? Montana Talks is the show where you won 62-63. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Uh, I know we're, we're quickly going to run out of time this hour of the show. And then we got John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, joining us uh, in the 8 o'clock hour of the show. I want to go back to Owen and Billings here real quick and then get some reactions from State Senator Brad Molnar. So, yeah, so, Owen, you were just telling this tragic story. So, from your perspective as as in, in – you're a Marine Corps veteran, if I remember right, too. So, thanks for your service. And But so your family agreed to take in a foster kid that was in a, a really rough situation – uh, but that kid had to be pulled from your home and then put back in in with the mom, and uh, you know, and you're not you know, anyway. It's just tragic situation. So from your perspective, there's maybe there's cases where the state uh, you know takes a family from a home when they shouldn't have. But from your perspective, you've seen firsthand where they where they they put a family back or put a kid back into a home that should not be back in that home. Well, not only that, Aaron, but nothing that DA or DPHS or whatever abbreviation you want to use for them, or whatever they do, nothing makes sense. There is absolutely no logical reason to anything they seem to do. 
And it's so frustrating from a foster parent's perspective because you don't next one day you're being told that, hey, you maybe have a chance to adopt this child. And then the next day your hopes and dreams are all crushed because you find out the kid's going back with a mother that hasn't met any of the requirements and the conversation completely changes. Well, and, other way. and I know some, especially folks who might adopt kids, say from uh, from a reservation, they can come come up with extra hurdles as well too, um, uh, on on that front. And so, uh, yeah, it's just a just a, such a tragic situation all around. Oh, and thanks for sharing your story. And man, foster families just incredible people. I tell you what, uh, S- Senator Brad Molnar got a chance to hear what Owen had to say there. Yeah, Senator Molnar, I think his conversation to me at least kind of backs up just what I was saying, which is, hey, in some cases, maybe they're pulling kids that shouldn't be pulled or could be kept with the grandparents. And then in other cases, it sounds like they're, they're putting them back with the family a little too soon. I think either way, I, anyway, your reactions in general, I think it just is a boost for why we need a uh, much wider reform of DPHHS to the bigger point. Well, I, uh, what the uh, caller had to say, I think is accurate. There are horror stories on both sides. There are accurate and inaccurate horror stories on both sides. But Montana's laws on this are very similar, if not identical. They're pretty much boilerplate stuff with all the other states. But we're getting far worse results. You can't change the law and think you're going to, uh, you know, you can't change words on a piece of paper change and think you're going to change the hearts and minds of entrenched bureaucrats who are there quite often with an agenda. Uh, that's why I voted against uh, Charlie Barrington's uh, confirmation in the committee and on the floor. I did not see him as someone that would do the needed reforms. Well, and we this was interesting. We will say this is wrong, and you will be held responsible. And that includes a judge that says you do not have First Amendment rights when it comes to criticizing me or the government. Yeah, they're, do, they're doing the what? same thing to Trump. They want to silence Trump and not allow him to speak up against the persecution going against him. Um, well, and, and Brad, we only got about 30, Senator Mulner, we only got about 30 seconds to go here. But, but you were telling me um, it, it, the number of child removals overwhelmingly are actually Native American uh, children in the DPHHS system, right? Which to me goes back to, uh, to, to drug and alcohol uh, challenges and southern border, which is inflaming that crisis even further. Uh, the number of removals and uh, foster care cases far exceeds the uh, uh, number of uh, Native Americans in Montana, which is about 13% of the population at the top end, uh, counting them because they don't fill out census reports as a little iffy. But they are uh, responsible for 70 to 80% of the child removal cases, the foster case cases. Wow, 70 to 80% of the removals, uh, even, uh, wow. Senator Molnar, thanks for your-